All right, guys, welcome to episode 92 of Biomast. We appreciate you joining us on a uh, happy Deadpool and Tines Day, or really a happy Valentine's Day, since Deadpool and Tines Day was two two days earlier. But that's okay. I'm sure we're going to talk about some randomly mediocre movie that only broke like millions of box office records for a Thursday opening it, uh, just throwing it out there. But we'll probably get into that at some point later. Uh, but we do want to tell everybody happy Valentine's day and hopefully you're not alone. Like some of our hosts are staring wistfully at their small baby hand, but we'll talk about that later too. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and knock out some introductions and we'll dive right into the show gang. Um, so start with the top Zell. Yeah, I'm uh, Sarai Zell. Um, I have a uh, non-alcoholic bottle of sparkling uh, grape juice um, because I don't drink, and I am drinking this entire bottle by myself today. Excellent. And let's see, Mr. Bate. Hey, everybody. What's up? I am Awa Bate. I'm a vault dweller at the moment, playing a lot of Fallout 4, and also alone on Valentine's Day, drinking nothing. You, you guys are just absolutely ridiculous. Okay. Pokey, save us. Uh, well, I don't have my significant with me tonight, but last night we both consumed a massive bottle of champagne together as a pre-Valentine's Day celebration, so that was fun. But without further ado, I am Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations, and I'm a co-host here on the show. Outstanding. Okay. And I am Jason Larison. I'm one of the purveyors here at uh, the Biomast podcast. I actually do have a significant other, and my wife right now has uh, initiated Operation Occupy Sofa, and she has absconded with my PS4 pretty much for the last 72 straight hours as she plays Dragon Age uh, Inquisition. So I, I've, I've literally got on the PS4 like twice for a hot minute, and then she glared at me, and I handed handed the uh, the controller back to her as she's, she's pretty much taken over the house with that. So uh, it's, it doesn't happen often, but whenever she hits, hooks up with a game like that, it's, yeah, you might as well just ride that one in. Uh, so I wasn't, since I thought this was going to be episode 93 of the show, I actually had something in mind to talk about for 93, but I, like, it's episode 92, so that kind of threw me off. The only thing I can pull out of my hip pocket uh, for the number 92 is that that is the international dialing code for the country of Pakistan. That's literally the only thing I can come up with right now for 92. So I, I apologize. Normally I have something uh, kind of quippy or fun about the, whatever the number of the show is, but I got nothing. All I got is the, you know, phone instructions on how do you dial Pakistan? Sorry. Um, without further ado, we're going to tee off on a couple different things tonight. Uh, so we did have the, the mighty Super Bowl, aka Sports Ball, as uh, Zell likes to refer to it, which that what the, what that really did is unveil quite a few comic book and kind of you know nerdy movie trailers that we probably want to talk about briefly. Uh, a lot of us saw Deadpool over the over the weekend. That was a, it, I I will I'll tell you it's it's I make no joke about it, and a lot, a lot of guys poke at me, but I am a I'm a big fan of uh, Deadpool the characters. Um, Ryan Reynolds is okay when he's playing Deadpool. Anything else, he's really just Ryan Reynolds. Um, but I do have an appreciation for a lot of things for that comic book for a long time. So I, I was very keen to see the movie. I've hyped it a lot. And I will have to legitimately say that I was surprised that the movie was as good as it was. I I, I will I will admit that I, I didn't doubt it, but I, I did not think it would be as good as it was. I thought it'd be kind of like, oh, that was that was a good movie. Or, yeah, that was kind of funny, but... 
I think it did pretty well. And we're going to talk about that probably in some level of depth tonight, maybe with spoilers without, we'll get into that. Um, now, one of the other things that happened uh, while we were out there, if you've, if you've seen the movie, you'll know that there are some pretty cool trailers that were packed into the front of this thing. And one of them, which I had never seen or heard of before, uh, that really struck me and Pokey was Hardcore Henry. And I thought that was an absolutely phenomenal trailer. And I did some research on the movie, and I'm even more intrigued by the flick. So we'll probably get into that and talk talk a little bit about that. We do have a little bit of game news uh, that we can hit on in a bit. Uh, not much, but it's it's enough that we can probably touch on and see kind of where we're at on, on some interesting things. So a little bit of XCOM news, a little bit of Destiny news, that kind of stuff. So... Uh, I thought we could just kind of jump right into it and quick show of hands in the podcast. Who all has seen Deadpool? I, I have, I've seen it. Well done. Okay. You, you've all passed the test. I'll let you live longer. So without getting, getting into it too much, I'm just going to ask you real quick, um, give me your opening thoughts on it. And then we'll kind of go into a little bit of the, a uh, little bit of the details on it. So we'll start with bait on this one. What do you think, brother? I, it was a good origin story, um, and the, the comedy was was fantastic. Okay, Pokey. Uh, not many movies have me cracking up on the opening credit sequence, and this one did. Yes. So that's that says a lot. Um, the movie was absolutely fantastic, met all of my expectations. I was very happy to see it. Yep, uh, I, I think I would echo kind of what Pokey said. I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I was expecting this to be a a fun movie, but. I really didn't appreciate how how well they did it uh, until you. I literally hit the opening credits, and if you when you see it, and a lot of people that listen to the show probably have seen it already. Um, it, it is absolutely hilarious. Um, the soundtrack's really good. It kicks off some some pretty nice sculpted CGI uh, like 360 flyover of of a scene that you've seen in one of the trailers. Um, and then while it's going on, instead of the kind of your normal, you know, starring this guy directed by the by X guy, um, it is Don't a very it. Hum- it's a very it. humorous take on uh, how how movies normally start. Let me put it that way. But I, I will say this: so like so, generally, I, I thought Ryan Reynolds' comic, his, his, he's got a lot of comic chops. He's got really good timing. He's got kind of the right attitude for it. You've seen him in, in a lot of different. Uh, kind of comic venues that, that people, you know, all the way back to Van Wilder and stuff. So he's got some comic chops and that played very well. And I thought the style of humor was pretty good uh, all throughout the movie. It, it was literally about every minute and a half, somebody in the, in this, in the audience was cracking up laughing. It was quite good. I, I think a couple of things actually stood out to me though. I, I kind of knew Ryan Reynolds and uh, like with the, with the writers that they had on the, on the show and they were heavily working back into the, like the actual original comic writers on it. I knew that the, the, the dialogue as it were, were was probably going to be pretty good. What I was kind of surprised about were really a couple things. One for a movie that was not actually that expensive to make. It, it was, incredibly well produced it looked good like there was no, there were no obvious uh, cartoony cgi effects nothing you know no like rubber mask bullshit it was a really really well put together movie for the budget they had very impressed by that part two is going to sound a bit odd but i also didn't expect the actual performances in the movie to be quite as good. Now it, it is a fairly one and a half dimensional movie. Let's be realistic. 
Um, but I, I think that, you know, Ryan Reynolds clearly put a lot of passion in, into playing a, a very interesting comic book character. Uh, and he did real well, but I thought like really the chemistry be- between him and, um, was it Monica Baccarin? Is that how you say her name? So, uh, Marina Baccarin. Close enough. Um, the chick from Firefly that played his, uh, his girlfriend slash wife, I guess in the, uh, in the movie, that was actually really good. I was, that, that actually went off very well. Uh, I thought, believe it or not, that Colossus and the little like angsty emo teen, teenage Negasonic warhead, I thought their scenes were actually really, really good. And they played off really well with uh, Deadpool, AKA Ryan. How, 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 how long are you going with your, your brief, brief opinion? This is all I got, man. I'm just rolling through it. Cause, cause <laughs> you gave, you gave like bait to bait, got to talk and then, and then Pokey got to talk. And then you've been going for like five minutes here. I got nothing. It, it's uh, yeah, like right. his movie, though, man. Come on, come on. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, you, you that, that's know, absolutely you, fair. You, you could have gotten me in here. Fair. No, no, that's absolutely fair. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, like what? I will. I will drop the mic for a moment, and I'll just sit here and watch because I could talk about this a lot. So I will turn this one over to you, Zell, for a minute, I, and let I, you guide I, the plane. No, seriously. <laughs> I said it would. You know, it was brief, and I'm going to be brief. The the biggest thing that that struck to me is that um, a lot of times movies put out their best jokes or they ruin a lot of their jokes by having put them in the trailers. And I was really, really surprised that even even the jokes that they put in the trailers were not ruined by being in the trailers because there was there was you know something more to them that they didn't that they didn't ruin in the trailer. So there was really it, it absolutely delivered on every part, including the parts that you figured, well, I already know what's gonna happen here, you know? Well, and there was actually some lines in various trailers that weren't even in the movie them- itself, so you you didn't spoil anything in in those cases. I expected a couple of those. There was actually they got more of them in the movie than I thought because there were a couple different versions of things. I'm like, they're not going to have both of those in there, and then sure enough, they were. So you know, they they did actually fit most of that in there. But I mean, obviously, having a having a main character where you can't see his mouth moves makes it really easy to make a bunch of different copies of things. Well, and a lot of the trailer sequences came from very early in the film, so you you didn't really, I mean, you kind of got through all of those potential spoilers right off the bat, and then you got into the rest of the movie, and, you know, it, it all felt fresh. It wasn't like I was, you know, waiting for the next trailer scene to pop up, and I already knew what the gag line was, because it was all, you know, pretty much focused on the, on the front end of the film. That's a really good point, Pokey, and in, in all fairness, that like uh, I, like, now that I think about it, the vast majority of those trailers... Even the one right up to the very end, they were all like just part of the uh, the highway scene, right? I mean, there, there's not a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. In they spent, they spent a lot on that scene. I mean, that was right from you know it being the first leaked footage and everything. They're, they I, they did most of their their jokes in that that they showed with trailers. But I mean, even some of the stuff, and then they did some of the, with the taxi and stuff like that. But um, yeah. I, by it, the way, that, whoever that taxi guy was, freaking. Best supporting role for he'll, an he'll Indian back. guy that he'll, I have no idea who he he'll is. He'll totally be back. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the uh, the non main roles were surprisingly well acted, like you said before. I mean, even non you know characters like the taxi drivers, like wow, you did a really yeah. damn good job. I mean, I was I was kind of surprised. Um, the, the the one character I kind of expected to cameo just because he's so frequently um, involved, you know, to some degree. I was surprised they didn't get um, Hugh Jackman. Um, I was Sorry. totally waiting on that. <laughs> I, I, you know, but hey, on the bright side, I think they can probably afford a couple more X Men for the for the sequel. So, 
Well, believe it or not, uh, Hugh Jackman tweeted out that uh, it, it's it's no it's no big secret he is. They're working on Wolverine three, and that's that is his last. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind uh, of yeah, said he's, he's yeah, getting done with the role. Done. Now he did he did leave one opening. He's like the only he's like the only other project that he would come back as he would make an appearance. He said he would make an appearance as Wolverine in a Deadpool movie. Uh, he he did publicly say that uh, here recently because apparently him and Ryan Reynolds are are, are pretty good friends uh, in real life, and they they in the movie takes no. It leaves no opportunity un, uh, unutilized to poke some fun at that uh, at Wolverine. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those weren't even necessarily so obvious. You'd see a little flash of something, and you could tell they were just you know making another little jab at it because you know Wolverine's the the favorite child of the X Men series, and you know Deadpool's <laughs> uh, up until this point very underappreciated since he didn't get a movie for what was it like six six seven years? <laughs> yeah. Like it's it it is pretty humorous. The uh, there was a uh, I saw it the other day. Ryan Reynolds and the director were doing a a series of interviews, like TV interviews. They're like in a bar playing darts, and you don't. They never say a word about it, but if you look behind them while they're talking, the picture on the dartboard they're throwing at is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> That's awesome. No, the marketing for this movie and everything associated with it was just spot on. Like it, it, they really encompassed the feel and the character of Deadpool, even in how they marketed the movie. It was just, it was. I'm amazed that for how low budget of a film it was, how well they did everything, even the stuff outside of the movie itself. Well, so just a quick, couple of quick runs on numbers on this one, and you hit on something about the marketing. We'll circle back to just. I think just. For comic book movies in general, this is the thing that will open a, a door wide enough that you can potentially expect some future rated R comic book movies. Uh, there's any number of ones that would probably uh, that could probably fit the bill for it. Quite a few, actually, some of the, the more intense graphic novels and stuff. But the movie had a budget of it looks like 58 million dollars, uh, which is not that big in Hollywood for like an action Hollywood kind of thing. In fact, it's pretty small. I think occasionally, so, I think there was one point for one of the Iron Man movies, they just decided to, yeah, let's up the budget by a hundred million just for, you know, just, just to polish it off. Well, let me put it this way in the last, in the last Avengers movies in the last Avengers movie, I, I want to say that it was almost half a bill and $100 million that was effectively Robert Downey Jr.'s salary. Uh, like when you look, when you take in all the rights and, and the, you know, like the stuff that goes out, uh, like beyond the extension of the actual release of the movie in the box office. So like, this is a pretty small, this is a relatively small budget film, particularly for a superhero movie. It's already hit 135 million by the end of the first. And so effectively, this is going to be Ryan Reynolds' highest grossing, grossing movie ever by the end of the week. Uh, and he's already made more money on this than he has in his last two or three superhero or comic book movies, which would be Green Lantern, R.I.P.D., and Wolverine. Pretty interesting. Uh, but they did. But to Pokey's point about the marketing, which was outstandingly done, and I would also offer they for a cost-effective marketing campaign. Like, how many Deadpool spots did you see on TV? Not a lot. You saw him as part of other things, uh, and he was, and they did just a masterful job of utilizing social media. But 
however they've gotten this thing out, it, it is incredible and it's certainly non-standard. And I would also submit to you probably more effective if they had effectively dropped another 50 million on TV spots and all kind of other, you know, other traditional means of getting the word out about the movie opening. So hats off to them. That's some really smart thinking. I think uh, that's probably open some eyes in Hollywood. Especially since I think that the way the movie is produced and the nature of it is really perfect for the current internet culture of social media and whatnot. I mean, you, you even have some, some Twitter references in the movie and, 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 and whatnot. So I think it, this was kind of the perfect time for the movie to happen and they capitalized off that extremely well. And it was obviously very effective with just blowing records out of the water for opening day weekend. Yep. No, I think that, I think that's actually a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid take on it. The, um, let's see. Uh, I will, I will say this, the, the effects in the movie, like particularly centered around Colossus, which, uh, the character Colossus, the X-Men Colossus, that was, that CGI with that character, I thought was a lot, one, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I was very, very impressed. Uh, I thought, that, uh, I thought they made that look quite, quite good. Uh, and the fact that they also previewed the X-Mansion, which I thought was funny. Did you catch the line about, uh, was it, uh, uh, he, he asked which Professor X was at the mansion? Did you that catch was, that? That was hilarious. That was that was one of the the best jokes in the movie, I think. <laughs> I almost didn't. I almost didn't hear that, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty good." <laughs> but uh, no, I actually thought the the Colossus was probably one of the more surprising ones. But it looked really good, and also tied it back into the uh, kind of the greater greater X Men X Men sort of universe. And correct me if I'm wrong. The final battle did that not happen on like the Hulk of one of the helicarriers? That, that looked like a helicarrier, not not like a not like a Marvel MCU. Helicarrier type design, but probably one of the more classic comic book style ones. I think you know well, the, I, the the ones in the in the MCU movies are are much um, much longer and flatter than. Well, I couldn't really tell if that was like one that was being built or maybe it was being salvaged. Like because they've crashed like a couple, a of, a couple of these. Yeah, they've crashed a couple of these. So I kind of I kind of just assumed it was like probably one of the one of the uh, the scrapped ones from one of the the numerous world saving events that we've had in the other Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, it, it was not one. It, it wasn't the type that the MCU has in their movies, but it was. It, it looked more like what I've seen in some of the like cartoons and comics and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, they they did a good job with that. Um, There's a lot of that sort of stuff that that you just kind of had to pay really close attention to. It's it's definitely worth going back a second time. Jay, you've seen it like three times already, right? I I've I, I can I will I will not admit to how many times I've seen it. The um, I will. <laughs> I will say this though, you hit on it. There are a redonkulous amount of Easter eggs in this movie. I was like about 15 minutes into the movie. I actually took my, I actually took my phone out and I was, I was trying to, to make like a shorthand notes of the Easter eggs. Cause I, I intended to come back and like basically do like special episodes on all the Easter eggs. And I was like, I can't, I can't keep up with them. Um, the, Ryan Reynolds, he, he basically he said I think two days ago that they figured out that there was maybe about a hundred, hundred or so actual Easter eggs deliberately planted into the movie. It wouldn't surprise me. It was like you said, it was hard to keep track of them. There were so many. It, it's going to be great to get that on DVD and, and and try to find them all. Oh, absolutely. That there's going to be people like making YouTube careers out of that. All right, let's see. Um, any other closing thoughts on Deadpool other than the fact that it was 
like pretty, pretty solid. I would, I would definitely give it, you know, kind of a, a 4.5 stars out of five kind of thing. Can't wait for the uncut version. See what, uh, see what they had to cut out that didn't make it in the theaters. I, that's a good point. Like the DVD mm-hmm. version of this is probably going to be it's, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was reading somewhere um, that a, a lot of it had to get cut out just because you know they thought that um, it would either get a higher rating or um, or you know whatever else. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to see. Um, uh, what's on the uh, on the uncut version? This thing probably has a really wicked blooper reel too. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying going onto review sites and seeing people complaining about how vulgar and violent oh and disrespectful the movie was, and how could they possibly publish a movie that was mm-hmm. this bad? And you know, basically describing everything that makes it good, and then bitching about it because yeah, they like at least when I went and saw it, they actually had someone from the theater come in and say. All right, guys, just so everyone knows, this is like super R-rated, like beyond R-rated. So if you've got small kids, you should probably leave. And then, you know, people still complain about it. So I, I, I think it's hilarious that despite every possible warning they gave, even in the movie when he's, you know, like, I'm not a superhero. <laughs> like, this is not what you're expecting it to be. People still don't quite get the character. I think it's great. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Do you guys stick around for the uh, the stinger at the end of the uh, credits? The second time I did, I completely forgot about it. The first time, like he basically <laughs> that was a that was a very good homage to uh, Ferris Bueller. I think. Yes, that was fantastic. Well, the good well, and this is definitely not a spoiler, but like uh, long story short, there's. A lot of good reason that there's internet buzz about a Deadpool 2 with uh, the Marvel character Cable being in it, who's a, a long-time X-Men, X-Force, you know, sort of staple in the comics. And that'll be, uh, that'll be pretty interesting. There's actually a couple of actors already hitting Instagram and Twitter up, like trying to lobby for the role of Cable, believe it or not. He was the character that was in the Deadpool game too, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, big, big guy, gray hair, flat top kind of half cyborg looking dude glowing eye really intense sort of army guy sort of sort of vibe was that game any good it was it, it was oh, okay. I, w- I would say from a from a pure gameplay standpoint it was a you know probably a b minus b plus game I mean, there was nothing elaborate about the mechanics there was nothing really innovative about the actual gameplay it was well done don't get me wrong uh, but there was Certainly nothing new or groundbreaking about it. Um, you play it for it, the for the Deadpool. Yeah, you play you play it for Deadpool. Gotcha. And and much like and frankly, actually much much like the movie, they really captured a lot of the character, and they actually were a lot more. Um, they brought in a lot of other facets from the from the comics, like the actual comic book stories that that he's in. There's a ton of different like side stuff in in the. Uh, in the game that that is much more direct lifts from the multiple comic runs he's on right now. Oh, okay. Now, did uh, Ryan Reynolds do the voice for the character in the game? No, I think Nolan North did. Oh, okay. Although I, it would not surprise me at some point in the future they they pull a uh, Peter Dinklage and they you know like they did in Destiny they the ghost voice used to be Peter Dinklage and they cut it out and they put Nolan North's vo- voice in. Mm-hmm. I could totally see them at some point. Going back and releasing a DLC with Ryan, with Ryan Reynolds' voice in it. Uh, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. 
I mean, the game, the game holds up, but it's definitely a something you can knock out and probably what maybe 12, 12 hours of gameplay, 15 hours of gameplay. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, now that we've knocked that around quite a bit, uh, and we're getting continue to, to go back to the well on that one for any number of different reasons. Uh, I did want to talk about some of the different, uh, movie ads that maybe came out during the Super Bowl, AKA the sports ball show. Zell, there you go. Um, and I did want to hit on the uh, the trailer for Hardcore Henry. So I'll kind of open it up to you guys. Pick whichever one you want to talk about first. The only one I saw was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer because I was walking by the couch. I was just waiting for the halftime show. Oh, what'd you think? Uh, it was meh. I mean, not that the you know I didn't really enjoy the first uh, Michael Bay Turtles movie, um, but no. Uh. I'm so sad that that got a sequel. Uh-huh. Then again, you know, Transformers has gotten like. Well, I was four. Say, did you expect it to not get a sequel though? I was hoping. But you knew it was going to happen, and that yeah. movie's going to get a third one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a fourth one. Not good. I'm re- I'm I'm really sad. There's a lot of movies getting sequels this year that I'm kind of sad are getting sequels. Um. Uh. The, the Huntsman movie, I guess, has a yeah, sequel coming out. The, the Huntsman um, movie. How did that get one? The, the, you know, the whole Snow White thing, and then the um the other Here's one. The, sequel? That, the other one that I thought d- didn't deserve a sequel that's getting a sequel this year is um the uh, Alice in Wonderland uh, franchise with Johnny Depp in it. And I saw the first one, and I thought it was pretty awful. Um, I, great point. I have no idea where they're coming up with Huntsman. Like, like, wh- where did someone say, you know what? This movie, let's do it again. Just well, just, aren't there aren't there more uh, like fucking Alice in Wonderland stories or well, something? There are actually oh, there are, okay. but the but the, the but the movie wasn't good enough to justify having the same <laughs> people come back and do another one. There absolutely had to be a contractual legal reason that they're doing it. That's the only thing I can come up with. Movies need to stop getting sequels. I feel like that the market's becoming oversaturated with sequels and trilogies and well, I, splitting I, the, I splitting clicked on the movie, movie trailers and a lot of them are. Um, let's see, there's another Purge movie apparently for election oh, year. What God. the fuck? <laughs> Isn't that like the fourth one or something? I don't know, and you know, I think this has only been a thing for like a couple of years. They really, it really seems like they cram those things out there pretty darn fast. Well, well I mean, if you think about it, there's there's quite a that's kind of your standard horror thing. They're I mean, they're gonna they're they're cheap and they're gonna turn those out for a yeah, little while. Same with the see. fucking movie. Like how many there's, times can you make I, it? Okay, how many yeah. how many Freddy Jasons like saws? You know, uh, like I mean, that's just kind of their thing. Isn't Jason Bourne over already? Do we? Is no, there's really? another Jason Bourne. I know. Movie, I, I know. Referring to Jason I know. Borden. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't. No, I I'm moving on. Uh, moving on from the horror topic. Um. I'm kind of surprised there's another Jason Bourne. Cloverfield gets kind of a sequel, apparently. Um, what else is in here? Um, there's a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, uh, movie coming out this year. Oh, I think. why? <laughs> is there? Let well, it I, end. I think yes, there's a couple I think more, so. But... Oh, is there a couple more? I think so. I th- I, well, I'm not sure how many they've got. Uh, I mean, I, I like the five. first, like, what, one or one, two or three? The first couple of them. I like Forced, the newest one, though. Forced to not have happened. Like, one and three were uh, decent. There's another kind of Ice Age sequel. Um. Oh, hey, they're starting up another another Harry Potter franchise here this year. God That's a it. thing. Is that, it, it yeah. prints money. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. It's like horror films. They make horror films because they know that even if they suck, they sell. Your Independence Day, you got your X-Men, you got your Captain America, you got... Uh, I'd like um, to retract my previous statement. Another Star Trek movie. 
I'm a Trekkie, and I'm not looking forward to that. They just need to stop. Um, let's see. What else is in here? New Pirates, of the, New Pirates of the Caribbean movie didn't come out until 2017. Okay, see, you're wrong. I could have sworn it was coming out this year. You could have sworn, and you'd be wrong. Um, let's see here. Um, I'm going to stop umming. But yeah, there's a lot of sequels in here. There's probably more sequels than not sequels. That's that's probably about right. Did you guys see the uh, the X-Men? Uh, the X-Men Apocalypse one? No, I heard it was good, though. Pretty, pretty solid. I was, I was, uh, very impressed by that, actually. Hey, maybe they can use, uh, Deadpool after the credits. That, that wouldn't surprise me, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. It, that, it might be a little soon for that, but it looked pretty, it looked pretty good. Uh, generally, well, it definitely in the theme of a lot of the, the, the last couple X-Men movies, uh, very serious, weighty tone to it. Uh, but it looked pretty solid. Oscar Isaac looks pretty good as, uh, as Apocalypse. He looks better than he did in the, the initial release, uh, release imagery where he looked very much like a uh, Power Rangers villain, but it looks a lot better now. Um, let's see. You saw a little bit of the, the four horsemen, um, you saw Angel in a couple of like his pre Four Horsemen look, like his pre Archangel look, and the and the Angel look. It was pretty solid. Cody Smith McPhee is um, is Nightcrawler, so you get a, gl- a glimpse of him. I thought it's kind of cool. They're they're uh, what I, I'm not clear what time this X Men movie takes place in because their their timeline is kind of like on purpose a bit I jumbled. I think it's the 80s because I think they've been doing one per decade. You know, in okay, terms that, of the no, new franchise, they've had a, a '60s movie, a '70s movie, and an '80s movie. All right, that I'll I'll buy that. That that sounds like that sounds that's like that's about right. Oh, that reminds me, I was one of the things that I caught that I thought was really strange um, in the Deadpool movie. Because um, we're not leaving that topic all all night, apparently. Um, the Blackbird was like an SR seventy one, and not like the the kind of more trendy modern um, Blackbirds that they've that they've used in the the movies. That's true. Well, the SR seventy one version that was the classic comic book version of the right. of the. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I was I caught that too. I thought it was pretty slick. Let's see what else. Um, I think that's that's really the the most significant ones that I saw, at least you know generally. Um, did, okay, so did you guys all see the hardcore Henry trailer? No, I did not. I know no. nothing about it. Okay, all right, go look in the Skype channel and you can watch that while. Pokey froths in the mouth about that. Oh yeah, no, it it looks so, so. For people who haven't seen it yet, and you really should go see it. Basically, imagine an action movie, but the entire thing is first person perspective from the main character. So it is kind of like an FPS sort of deal. But yeah, like it. Just go watch it. It looks really cool. I mean, even if the movie sucks, it won't matter just because of the nature of how it's been produced is very, very unique, especially with, you know, all this VR stuff coming out. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, released with kind of a Google Google Cardboard or Oculus support where you could, you know, pop on your headset and watch this thing in 3D, you know, through your VR head, uh, headset. Yeah, that, so the Hardcore Henry, Hardcore Henry, um, I had never heard about this before. Like I had no idea what it was and it, it comes on and it's kind of your standard sort of science fictiony kind of uh, serious tone for like 10 seconds. And then you very quickly figure out that it is absolutely not that. Uh, 
so Charlotte Copley's in it, uh, along with a couple other people you'll recognize. But basically, you you, as Pokey said, you watch the entire the entirety of the movie is literally from the eye level first person view of a voiceless actor slash really stuntman. Like I did a little research on it, and like there is there is no part of the film that is not from that view. It, it is wicked looking. It's pretty good. And it also best use of queen and a movie soundtrack ever. Yeah. I'm try- I right. can't, the name of the song can't, doesn't come to my mind. What is it? I can't remember, but it was great. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was confused at what I was watching at first. I was like, Oh, holy shit. This is a movie. You know, this is going to be a thing that actually comes out. Like it is so unique and it looks just awesome like i, I can't wait to experience it because it, it's like i said even if the movie's not particularly good it's worth seeing because nothing else is like it at all yeah i would i would definitely i would definitely describe it in those tones um i did a, a quick a quick search on it and it looks like it went out to a film festival and with very little fanfare and they like they put it out like the Toronto Film Film Festival, which is a pretty pretty well known film 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 festival. Excuse me, um, and there was apparently a bidding war over it. Like after it got done, there was like literally, uh, like different studios were beating these guys' door down uh, to get to, to get their hands on this movie. And it was made in Russia, I think, for the most part. It's a pretty uh, pretty low key kind of uh, kind of movie. And from what I understand, it's it. It looks like it, it's very expensive, but really what it was is they figured out a way to basically strap some HD, low profile HD cameras to a guy's, uh, his forehead or like basically his goggles or his, his helmet. And it's a stuntman the entire time doing some ridiculous stuntman shit uh, with, with a pretty frenetic action pace the whole way. So you saw a little bit, a little tiny bit of this in that Doom movie with Carl Urban and The Rock like many, many years, that real like C plus action movie kind of shit. But this looks really good. I mean, it's probably very simple. Not a lot of, not a lot of craziness in it uh, in terms of a, a plot or a story. It's literally looks like a live action video game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally okay with it just being gratuitous violence and, and just, you know, just cool running around shooting shit. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be sophisticated. It just has to be cool. I mean, it's an action film with a very, very cool twist on it. Yeah. Now, I, now I would be very interested in seeing, um, you know, kind of some of the behind the scenes of it. Like, I, I think this, this would be one that I would probably be willing to, to buy the Blu-ray on if it has like featurettes or the making of kind of stuff in it just for that. It's going to make a lot of people sick in the theaters. That's what my wife said. Like we watched this and she was like, I, she, she doesn't, she does not do FPSs very well. She gets like motion sickness. And she's like, I can't, I could not, I could not watch this. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for anybody going to watch it on like a larger uh, theater screen. I like Pokey's idea of the VR though. Like this seems like this would be an absolutely yeah. like groundbreaking kind of thing. If you like put on like an Oculus headset and tried to watch it. Yeah, that'd be really cool. All right, let's see. The newborn flick coming out. Oh yeah, that's right. And it has Matt Damon again, unlike Shocker. the other one. You know, Jeremy Renner didn't do it, but he, he was pretty decent. No, I, like I, I, I think 
if I remember right, they brought him in to basically replace uh, Matt Damon, but then Matt Damon decided he didn't want to be replaced. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really have anywhere to go from that one, and, which was very interesting because they brought Jeremy Renner into the Mission Impossible franchise to replace Tom Cruise, who also decided <laughs> he didn't want to be replaced. It would be kind of weird replacing Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. I mean, that's his thing. I don't know. That that dude's just fucking weird. <laughs> he's fucking old is what he is. Oh, no. He is. He's. I mean, he's well into his 50s. Yeah. Let's see. The Civil War... Uh, I guess the last big one that we haven't, we haven't really talked about too much is the Civil War one. And the, uh, oh. Civil War. That, oh. That did look pretty wicked good. Uh, and all reports, like on the... Kind of the... Uh, the international screenings of it and stuff like when they did like the test screenings it rates very very high most people said it that that saw it they basically said it was like the word coming out is was as good or better than winter soldier so that's probably a pretty high mark to hit i can't wait to see how they set up all the different characters that are going to be that for their spin-off movies i you know i'm i'm not I I know they've announced several of those but i'm actually not all that convinced that they're going to do them uh, well, if they do, know. if they do Black Panther, I think that one would be pretty good. I th- no, I think they'll do that one. I think yeah. I, I certainly think that, but um, just because I think it's about time that there's a uh, there's a high quality, you know, a list level, you know, superhero movie with a, you know, somebody who's not like a like that. It doesn't look like me, basically, like some white Anglo-Saxon dude. I was, re- uh, I'm, I'm really amazed that we actually got through the entire time that Joss Whedon was in charge of the Avengers franchise, and there is still not a Black Widow movie on the books. Because well, I would, yeah. I would, I would go see that movie. I, I, I would too. And, and I think the thing is, you'd have to find uh, kind of the right. I think they could. You'd have to find sort of the right film or the right script for that kind of movie to make it work right uh because otherwise if you if i mean the difference between black widow and like several of the other movies that scarlett johansson has done or is or is in talks with is literally she would have red hair and be called black widow um so you'd have to find something that where she was kind of the showcase of the of the movie but it clearly brought in other significant comic book elements yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think, I don't really think it's, um, you know, a character that we've already seen in four movies, five movies, something, needs to have an origin story movie. Um, it, you know, it, it really should just build from where we're at at this point in a lot of cases. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it just seems weird to me that, that, um, Joss being the, uh, you know, king of, of, uh, Feminism in in movies has still has still led the you know led this through Marvel still doing pretty much the same as it's been doing, um and and That's fair. I I think that they can do better than having the their female superheroes as sidekicks in Captain America movies. Well, no, that's true. Now, all, I totally agree with you on that, Zell. The only thing I, the only thing I'd offer is that in an Avengers movie, it's I mean it's definitely a boys' club movie just by the nature of the team. And and Black Widow traditionally in the comics does there's not a lot of solo Black Widow stuff, or even really stuff where she's featured like uh, in a significant way. I think there I think there are other superhero fe- female superheroes that they could probably better capitalize on, 
Um, They're doing uh, Captain Marvel as one of them that is is actually on on the schedule. So, Azel, you're cutting out a little bit. Can you say that again? I said Captain Marvel is on their schedule. So there's one. So here's El. You guys hear me? I, hear I can you. hear you just he fine. Cut out. All right. Uh, it's not me this time. Usually it's me. Just for everybody out there in the listening audience, usually J- Jay's the guy that die- his audio dies. It's not. It's not him. Any better? Think- yes. yes. No, there yes. you go. Okay. I was. I was saying um, Captain Marvel is on there. That would be a good one. Actually, that that would not. That's be already a bad scheduled. One. I think for either twenty seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. No. I think. I think that'd be pretty legit. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. That, I mean, obviously, there's the you know twenty nineteen. You know, Wonder Woman one that's going to come out, which I think will probably be, uh, if they do a, at least a a passable job at Wonder Woman, like a a a good. It doesn't have to be great, but just a good job at it. It'll probably do gangbusters at the box office. I'm sorry, I have no no faith in DC's ability to make movies that don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Okay, <laughs> all right, fair enough. Let's well, see. So we'll see. Going back to Zell, we'll see about how that DC one holds up. Because right now it looks like Wonder Woman is slated to come out. Uh, it was the summer of 2017, and then Justice League Part One is when is that coming? In November of the same year. So I think we're going to get oversaturated with DC movies, and everybody's just not going to go see them. Uh, I don't know. Is it just me? Do you guys think that uh, DC slash Warner Brothers is uh, attempting to accelerate probably faster than they need to to oh, play any yeah. level of catch up with Marvel? But, yeah, I mean that's that's their whole thing. Is oh mm-hmm. crud, we didn't do our job for like X number of years, right? Because the lineup right now for DC is we have Batman v Superman coming out this year, um, uh, Suicide Squad this year. 2017, Wonder what? Woman, and um, Flashman Doohickey, uh, Justice League Part 1, and then Aquaman in 2018. I I think they're going to do very well with Batman v Superman. Oh, absolutely. Whether, whether you think the movie's going to be good or not, Zell, a shitload of people are going to go see that. Yep. And I think... I, I I'm think sure they're going to make money Squad on it. It's just going to be an awful movie. Do well for them. I don't Suicide know. Squad, I'm actually looking forward to. Suicide Batman v Superman, I'll fantastic. go see but I'm not expecting much. Well, you don't have to. Uh, well, I will say this though. Uh, I'm, I'm normally a little bit skeptical, skeptical about some of those, but apparently when they, sh- you know, from doing a little research on it, when they laid out Batman V Superman to the test audiences, um, and this surprised me legitimately, Ben Affleck, his performance was apparently so good uh, that that was one of the that was one of the things that put it over the top that they wanted to move forward with actual Batman movies and and actually accelerate some of the other movies uh, while Affleck is under the current contract they have with him. Now I acknowledge that Henry Cavill he I mean he may or may not be all that but they've I think that I think they even went back and then re-edited or they increased Batman's role in Batman v Superman more based on the initial screenings of it uh, in terms of their reaction to Affleck, which again, surprises me a little bit, but in, in a weird way, as I, as I will do, I bring this back to Ryan Reynolds. Uh, ben Affleck is a notorious uh, comic book fiend, an absolute, you know, super, super comic book junkie uh, for a long time. And he actually wanted to play Batman for a long time. Didn't get the role. I think it went to, 
I want to say it was the George Clooney or it was one of the really off the rails, crazy Batman ones. One of the last ones they did before they transitioned over, you know, like a few, later, a few years later to Christian Bale is whatever that last one was. But he had actually fought to get that role and, and didn't get it. Uh, and he ended up getting Daredevil and he took the movie and was like, eh, OK, uh, I'll do Daredevil, Daredevil because I want to be in a superhero movie uh, because he's a I mean, he is a huge comic book fan, but apparently he really put a lot of himself into it, I think. And if nothing else, his performance is reportable. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have five DC movies in the next, no, I'm sorry, 10 in the next five years, counting this year. So it's like two a year. Two a year. Marvel's actually up to three a year now, technically. Are they really? Um, They're getting there. Well, I don't know. I, I think they're. I, I it'll be interesting to see how this goes because I think this I think Batman v Superman and the Suicide Squad is effectively going to set the table for anything they do for the next three years. Oh, absolutely! And when it's awful, I will. I told you so. <laughs> no, that's that's quite all right. Uh, you 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 can feel free to do that. Just <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that Warner Brothers and DC will be laughing all the way to the bank though. And you're going to be one of the reasons why, though. That's fair, actually. I'm I'll, I'm gonna pay to go see it in IMAX. Front, yeah, you know, whatever the the row that I like, I'll pre-order tickets. All nine yards. I, I think what Zell was trying to say as his audio was breaking up is that he acknowledges that uh, that I'm probably right, and that uh, Bates probably right, and that he should just go ahead and you know airmail another check into Warner Brothers right now. No, I said I'll pay for it and I'll go see it, but it's gonna suck. <laughs> You know, I, I will say, you know what I'm actually kind of looking forward to? I'm kind of interested in how Doctor Strange is going to do, which I think comes out uh, like late summer in the fall of this year. I, I this will be the, it will be the first actual injection of, of like the mystical or the, like the fantasy like elements, the magic elements into the Marvel universe. So yeah, that'll be good. I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in see that. And plus, I'm kind of I am a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, He's he's pretty solid in pretty much everything he does. So and he looks kind of like a good Doctor Strange. So that should be interesting. So any last minute uh, movie flick news, uh, or you guys want to transition to a little bit of little bit of game news? Saw Zoolander two with a friend. That was pretty bad. I don't recommend it. I ca- I can't believe you actually paid money to see that. Well, see, we were going to see Deadpool, but then one of my friends uh, was brilliant enough to bring along his underage uh, brother without telling us so we couldn't get into the theater and we thought well we drove all the way out here so what the fuck I would I would have bought that kid like a bucket of popcorn and put him in Kung Fu Panda 3 <laughs> and watch Deadpool yeah movie was shit don't go see it go watch the first one it was a little bit better He he's probably worse off mentally for having watched Zoolander 2 I'm worse would have off been for mentally. watching Deadpool I've lost so many IQ points. I could see them leaving my brain and floating onto the screen. Good Lord. I couldn't do anything about it either. Okay. It's really right. sad, Bate. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is really sad. So, as we as we go ahead and make a clean transition break over to some actual video game news, uh, it looks like there is going to be a new Destiny game hitting in uh, sometime in early 2017. Like, not an expansion, That's not silly. a DLC. Uh, they announced an actual new Destiny game. Uh, I guess a part Destiny 2, maybe? I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's not going to be something you download and snap onto your existing 
frame of, of destiny. It'll be a new thing. Uh, it's, and I think this, a lot of people have been expecting this to be coming out for a while and it appears that they've learned quite a few lessons with, uh, with this last expansion with the taken King. So I, I am interested to see what they do with it. Uh, I, I, my gut tells me that they're going to want to add more story to it. Maybe some mass effecty kind of story, not certainly not all the character options and stuff, but I think they're going to try to get the, the story narrative and like the world building part really well honed along with like some, some of the core PVE shooter co-op PVE stuff that they do. Uh, I don't really know that there's anything else they can do with their PVP, which is, clean and it's fun but it's you know it's not you know it's not really inspiring or anything like that the 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 co-op part that they do is very good the social aspects uh for like local teaming is pretty good so i'm kind of interested to see what they do with it what are you guys thoughts on it that soon like yeah really i didn't see did you see early 27 i just saw 2017 not let me let me pull it up again hang on but I, I think the sequel is important because they need to divorce themselves from the PS3. And it's difficult to tell PS3 users, hey, we're going to release an expansion that you don't get to download. They need to come up with an entirely separate game that goes, okay, you guys are done. It's PS4, Xbox One only, and move forward. That being said, there is supposedly a very large, and we'll, we'll put that in quotes because it's Bungie here, large content update coming later in 2016 for Destiny 1, the, the current game. So we'll, we'll see what that entails. But, you know, if, if we've learned anything from Destiny's history, it's, you know, be extremely conservative with your expectations because they've fallen flat for the most part up until this point. Yep. No. I, okay. You're right. I, I will stand corrected. It says Destiny Two will be released during calendar year 2017, but they don't actually give a uh, give a date to it. Now, and they do. Uh, like I'm pulling this right off VG247, and it it looks like they do lay out a a fairly sizable quote unquote large new expansion. I assume it will be maybe taking king size, you know, or you know something something along those lines, which really didn't add anything to like gameplay but it just opened different content aspects and it i think it really strung together like the missioning system better so i could i think they're probably just going iter- to continue to iterate on that like just new content that comes out using the framework for taken king yeah i'm not sure if we should expect you know new areas or if they'll just kind of tack on to it. i mean taken king was obviously a paid expansion i know they uh changed their uh marketing or at least their their uh financial uh, set up with you know after the Taking King, where they were releasing more mic- microtransactions, not so much paid expansions. But we'll we'll see. There really isn't any, any information I can see if it's going to be paid or free or whatnot. I'm sorry, Ben, I cut you off. Oh no, you're fine. Uh, just a couple of thoughts. I wonder when they started working on this on this new game um, for it to be you know released in 2017. Which I mean, it's not like it's going to come out in the first quarter, or whatever, twenty seventeen. I expect maybe uh, late summer or um, early winter. I would expect it to come out extremely close to the same time the first game came out, so September October area. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was. They're they're they're, they're kind of on this you know annual cycle of release a game, release a big expansion a year later, release the mm-hmm. next game at, yeah, at the and, year and, mark. And that's usually when Bungie releases their games, too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh past couple of Halo games have come out uh, in uh, November. Remember, Halo 4 came out uh, Election Day of 2012, I think. 
Well, it's good for Christmas, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Release those bundles and release the games, and kids get it for Christmas and whatnot. Yep. So you know, it's it makes sense financially for them to do it oh, that yeah, way. Absolutely. And, and I think I guess it, it sets a good pace. I just worry about the following falling into a uh, Assassin's Creed type of deal where they're they're trying real hard to meet that yearly mark and it, it kind of screws them in the end because they're struggling to push out the content fast enough because i mean i think people who are familiar with destiny can agree that there's some fundamental problems with the way the game works and they really need to be addressed in a proper way not just we took you know destiny 2.0 and and put it in a new game and it's basically the same thing with new areas like that's that's not going to cut it people are expecting a lot more than that no, I think you're. I think you're definitely onto something with that. Also, I wonder what support for the PS3 uh, is going to look like with the first game. Like, are they going to keep I, that going? I imagine. I, I, I going, don't think I so. I I, no. I think 2017 is a really clean mark to not have anything on the PS3. When is uh, Sony looking at um, cutting online support for the PS3? 2017. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, it, it's the, the timeline lines up pretty much on mark. They're just going to say nope because PSN either went down already or will be going down soon. I mean, it's well. It, I okay. mean, there's quite a few. There's you know, every day like games are coming out with zero PS3 support. So you know that that's. I mean, it's, it's not a it's not crazy, but uh, I think that's actually about right. That one of the cool things I, I saw in here is uh, it looks like um, let's see. According to according to Bungie, they are also tra- transitioning their business model away from paid DLCs to seasonal events with optimal microtransactions or optional microtransactional transactions. Although optimal microtransactions is probably a nice Freudian slip there too. Uh, but that and that that kind of jives with sort of what we've been seeing here recently with some of their. Uh, some of the different stuff that they've been doing. So I, again, I think that's probably the model that they're going to be going to is, uh, you know, upfront piece for the game, but pretty much everything else after that, it's going to be sort of a la carte gaming, I think, which is kind of the way most things are going now, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I think free to play or, you know, like an upfront cost is, is much more common though. I don't know if that's necessarily what the fans needed out of destiny. I think they were, not so much upset about paying for DLC. They were upset about paying for a full shitty, game shitty twice. You know, like like with like with the Taking King and the two expansions. If that had been all included in the initial game, people would have been happy. But you ended up paying, you know, sixty, eighty bucks on top of the original game to finally get that. I think that's what really ticked people off. I mean, to yeah. be honest, that the Dark Below was bullshit. Like I I rage quit for about a week after. They're like, oh well, you're done with the story. It took you all of forty five minutes. I'm like, what the hell did I pay for? You know? And I think that's really what ticked people off. But I mean, we've we've obviously seen that the the, the free to play or at least the microtransaction can work. Um, it's just a matter if Bungie can do it right. And from what I've seen so far, it's not necessarily wrong but i wouldn't really call it right either i don't think they're going to go full full bore free to play i think what they're right they're probably going to do is like i said have a you know have the base you know 50 game that you buy but everything else will be kind of a la carte style now i you know i, I was talking about this to a couple of guys uh this weekend uh reference world of tanks like so we, i think we've all generally played it on the ps4 at this point i, I know you've played it on the pc but if you play that on the ps4 I will tell you right now that like uh, it, the quality that goes into that game in terms of the visuals, the, the gameplay, the audio is wicked good. Like the whole system around the game, you, you I, I would not have believed you if you if somebody told me that was a free to play game. Like you could literally spend zero dollars on that thing. 
but what they do very well in the game is they have figured out the microtransactions to an absolute T. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's not like in your face, like you use car salesman pressure, getting you to buy like premium currency and that kind of shit. But it's like for you can legitimately play the game without putting a dime into it and do very well and play for a long time, have good and have a really good gaming experience. You can put money into it and you can, and you'll have a, a really good game experience and it, it will just, but they've got it figured out. And I think again, a lot of it's because they've been messing around in PC for so long before they made the leap to console. But I think that actually might be an interesting window into what we will see with things like destiny or maybe some other games that are coming out. There's been rumors that overwatch was going to use a similar type of model as that. Uh, I don't think, I'm not sure if it is or not, but that's uh that's one I'm kind of got my eye on as well. So I, I think that I think it will be kind of interesting if if Bungie actually kind of goes that route. I, I would be, I will watch it and see how it goes. I, I I don't know if I will buy much of their product, but I will definitely watch and see where it goes. Has Ubisoft said anything about microtransactions in the division? Because I feel like that would be a game that would uh, do well with those. I I cannot imagine that there won't be any. Well, okay. what they've the answer is yes, but they've said no. Basically, they said that there's no microtransactions; that they'll be going to a bundle-based cosmetic sort of a bunch of microtransaction items at once through the PSN store, rather than through in the client. So, yeah, you're going to be buying cosmetic shit, but it's oh, not okay. it's not like piece by piece. It's kind of like old style DLC. You know, buy a a five pack costume pack sort of oh, deal. Okay, so okay. you know, it's it's not going to be any sort of like you know, pay to win thing from the sounds right, of it, but right, right. it's it's microtransactions in bundles to the PSN store, more or less. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see more of that, you know, um, the microtransaction stuff. Um, if if Bungie can make it work, I'd be really curious to see how the other um, developers and companies um, try to copy that. And if we see the, um, the, the death, if you will, for lack of a better word, of paid DLC... Oh, that's been. I think that's been coming though. You think I, so? Yeah, I, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that we have definitely been moving more and more towards like what I like, I refer to it as a la carte gaming. Uh, I, I think when you can personalize what your what your what your purchase versus game experience is, you, there's something to be said for the psychology of it, in that you're more more likely to actually spend more money on the game. I think you know up to a certain point. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's just a matter of you know making a model that works for your style of game. I mean, like you said, World of Tanks really nails it, and they did an extremely good job at the deals at the microtransactions to a point where you don't feel hindered, but you still are encouraged to get it without being annoyed. Um, but again, that kind of comes down to the, the type of game, and, and developers can actually tweak that sort of model to work for you know their product. And it you know, and for some games, it may not be profitable enough with the microtransaction model to actually, you know, fill in for what paid DLC would be like. So I, I think you're right that we're moving towards that. It's just a matter of if developers can make it work and is if it's going to become, you know, an expected feature for games, because if that happens where players are kind of, and it kind of is going that direction where players are going, we're done buying, you know, big expansion packs. We just want to, you know, customize our, our experience as we will. If they can move towards that, I think it's going to be great for the uh, industry as a whole. It's just a matter of you know who makes the cut and who can pull it off in a timely manner for developers. All right, let's see. 
Um, I think we've hit just about all the big topics for tonight. Uh, Ooh, Bethesda kind of... um, it oh, teased their stuff, their DLC for Fallout 4. I don't know if they've released any more specifics, but there's a, um, uh, a tease on Twitter about it the other day. Okay, can you can you elaborate? That's literally all that there is. They said something well, about... Yeah. Okay. Go on, Pokey. They're they're making some changes to survival mode, which is the most difficult game mode or difficulty in the game, and they didn't really release a lot of concrete details. They did allude to the fact that it's going to be more like uh, some of the stuff we saw in Fallout New Vegas, which, for those familiar with the New Vegas game, hardcore mode basically required your character to eat food, drink water, and sleep regularly, or you'd start getting really nasty side effects like sleep sleep deprivation and whatnot. And so it was it kind of added a little extra level of immersion and it's something that i was personally kind of upset to see that wasn't included in fallout 4 since it was in in new vegas Mm -hmm. so hopefully they can kind of implement some of those in there as an optional feature for for those that like that kind of uh gameplay survival mode is not in base fallout 4 survival mode is and oh that 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 one's just the highest difficulty you're you uh it's it's not so much game changing that the biggest difference is that Stimpaks regen health extremely slowly like you can't really use the mid fight oh, because it's not fast fuck. enough Okay, but this, I, I think they're going to add stuff from what was called hardcore mode in, in New Vegas which is the food and water gotcha. thing okay. and um, like ammo had weight so you had to kind of be careful what you carried around because well, <laughs> some people don't like it I personally do I like that level of of challenge because I mean after a while in Fallout 4 you basically are in god mode and you can kill everything without trying very hard <laughs> so it would be nice to have a little more challenge to uh, to the gameplay I wish I were at that point I'm fucking walking around in cities like oh my god I have three shots left what am I going to shoot I want to kill everything but I can't you you will eventually <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like, like really it gets kind of ridiculous with no level cap you can just max out everything and, and just melt everything you look at it's, it's what is the level cap is there one infinity there is no level cap in fallout 4 which That's fucking hey yeah you can kind of do whatever you want which i wasn't honestly a huge fan of in some ways because it kind of took away the old rpg uh-huh. you know plan and build a character i mean you can pretty much spend your points willy-nilly i mean it, it, obviously it slows down as you get further along in the level so right, the, right. the time between the levels gets pretty intense but don't feel freaked out if you misspelt misspent a point because you can easily get more interesting okay yeah because i i see what you're saying about um just being able to you know go wherever in your skill tree yeah it's i jumped like two levels up from um on the on the skill tree or whatever from like level two to level like five or whatever and i thought that was kind of kind of weird yeah, I mean, there's some weird things with Fallout that I, I am hoping future DLC and updates can address and, and tweak a bit to give players more options to maybe you know change the base experience. I think that it appeals to a lot of people because they made Fallout 4 much more accessible to people newer to the series. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot less hardcore, but for those who you know have played the series for even just for Fallout 3 or, or New Vegas, it was certainly not the same sort of experience they were expecting. So I, th- I think that you know maybe giving that option to the, the more veteran players would would be good, and hopefully they can bring some of that in with the new DLC and updates. Mm-hmm. Really fun game though. I'm enjoying the crafting. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a pretty solid game. Um, it's just, like I said, for someone who's played the other ones, it's some points are, are kind of annoying, and I wish they would 
change it, but I, I can totally understand why people that are new, because I think it's the, your first Fallout game, right? No, um, I played a little bit of Fallout 3, and then I just got I got tied up with other stuff. Right, right. I think I made it, I made it through the story of 3, though. Yeah, but it, it's, it's a good game, don't get me wrong. Definitely worth your time, uh, but I hope that more things are added as we move forward. And Bethesda's been pretty good about DLC with uh, with oh, Fallout. Yeah. yeah, that should be pretty interesting. Then I mean, Fallout's been one of those things that uh, I think they. I am amazed at how much content that they pack into into a game like that. That's, um, you know, games like Fallout, Elder Scrolls, uh, you know, Dragon Age, you know, stuff like that. Just it boggles my mind how deep those games are uh, in terms of the, the different things that you can do and just all the different options that you have uh, during the games. I mean, that's, to me, those are like truly like high watermark games um, that, that just, I think is phenomenal. When I look back to, you know, playing shit on my Atari 2600 when I was like five, you know. All right, let's see, guys. I think I think we've hit pretty much everything. Uh, I want to talk about a game. You're killing me. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Um, so I know nothing about this game. I haven't played it yet. But um, uh, okay. I'm gonna, All right. I'm going to be trying you, it. You're going to talk about the game. You have to have good audio. I have good audio. It's, it's all in you your go. head. <laughs> um. Uh. So I'm going to be trying the closed beta of um, Black Desert, which um started in I think Korea, and it's kind of a, a traditional fantasy MMO thing, but it's got more of a um more of a first-person shooter-esque movement and and uh interaction model it's it's you know actually got real real targeting as opposed to like actually like just selecting targets and it has a uh, full collision and kind of poor car are we losing or is it just me? movement or I, can you hear him I, I, I he's hear cutting him. in and out it'll but... probably sound great on my my recording because <laughs> i'm from here will. <laughs> Go ahead. You're, you're talking about black uh, dark it, sands, right? No, um, black, black desert. Um, and Same thing. That's that's the thing that's coming out. Um, I think it's coming out next month. But I'm kind of excited about the the game mechanics they're looking at. It looks like a bit like Defiance in terms of uh, the mechanics, but a far far more um, high end graphics engine behind it. No, Ladies and gentlemen, one... as usual, we have the highest level of production quality values that no money could buy. <laughs> Absolutely. Is is I I looked at that a bit too, Zell. I, I downloaded the character creator because they've, for those of you who aren't familiar, they, they released their character creator so you can kind of play around with oh my God. the visuals and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, well, for me, you know, who will spend, I, I think I spent three hours in Fallout 4's character creator just screwing around. Um, but yeah, for Black Desert, you can download it and give it a shot. But uh, I, I haven't looked at it too closely, Zell. Is it going to be free to play or is it like an upfront cost? I, I forget it's, how they're handling it's it. Buy it once. And yeah. Okay. Well, well yeah, you'll have to come back to us on that one because I, I am interested. It looked it looked cool, but I wasn't uh, enamored enough to, to actually commit to buying it. So let us know how that is because I'm looking for uh, some more online MMOs to kind of play around with. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet, but I, I figured I'd give it a try in the beta. So. I know a lot of people who are having fun with that um, that character creator. So it's, it's actually <laughs> yeah, Jadik on, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot like Eve's character creator. Um, yeah, very similar. What, yeah. yeah, that's what he was saying. I think they played it up a little more than I would I would rate it. I mean, it was it was certainly more sophisticated than most MMO character creators, but it wasn't really anything groundbreaking either. So I mean, it's it, it's kind of worth playing around with if you're interested. It's the the character creator is free to download on their website, but uh, yeah, I, I certainly I'm interested in it to see what how good it is. Okay, 
All right, let's try that. Try this for a third time. Any other games or things that you guys want to talk about? There's a ten thousand dollar edition of Dying Light. Awesome. Uh, so oh my god, go ahead ten, mil- ten million dollars. <laughs> Stop. <Let's> go. <laughs> so let, here, I'll, I'll pick a safe one. Okay, Pokey. Let's go ahead and knock out some shout outs. Please lead us off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, shit. I guess I'll give a shout out to the people working on Fallout 4 at the new DLC. I was very excited to see that's uh, in the works and on the way. And I, I hope that moving forward, they can kind of tweak it and give a good experience. And I'm, I've enjoyed the base game greatly and, and look forward for more. So shout out to you guys. Okay. Uh, Bate? Uh, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to everybody who worked on Fallout 4. Really enjoying that game um, a lot. <laughs> um, uh, shout out to, to Deadpool. Really good movie. Highly re- recommend everybody go see it. Uh, and I think they'd be it. Okay, awesome. Zell? I finished my, my bottle of sparkling grape juice. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I'll throw shout outs to all the folks that made Deadpool possible, which really comes down to really about four people, which is Ryan Reynolds, who uh, persevered through this one and actually made it a, a really enjoyable flick. Uh, Tim Miller, the director, and I think this is the first time he's directed an actual film, like a feature film. He's done a lot of other work in movies, but I believe this is his first movie. So really hats off to you, man. And to the two guys that created the character, uh, Rob Liefeld and Fabian Nachinza, the, Always love the character, and you get just a really good job. And I hope to to see uh, see him working his way into more Marvel movies in the future. Uh, and for the record, I would love to see a Deadpool like uh, snippet in a in an X Men movie, much like the like the ten minutes that Quicksilver was in the last X Men movie, and he pretty much stole the show. That's kind of what I was I was hoping to see there for Deadpool uh, in one of the upcoming uh, Marvel flicks. So. We'll see. So, all right, folks, we're going to go ahead and bring episode 92 to a close. We appreciate everybody uh, joining us and listening to us bang on about a variety of different movies and all kind of nerdly stuff like that with a little bit of game news caught up in the end. So without further ado, you guys have a great closing to your Valentine's Day. Uh, Hopefully you've had a good weekend and you'll continue to have a uh, nice 2016. So, folks, as we say here, good night and good luck.